0: I'd like to start with a quick story. And uh, I was uh, a few weeks with Dr. Colin, and I said, Are you going to be here this day? Because I'm going to share a story about you. And she said, Well, we will be in Africa. So I hope she will listen maybe later. But um, there was a meeting that took place. And in that meeting, it was really intense. It was me and Dr. Colin. We had a really intense meeting. It's unusual because Dr. Colin, as you know, she's really polite, she smiles. So that meeting was really unusual. And she just looked at me. And, and in that meeting, she just kind of was speaking to my life, and she says, "You better preach what you live. You better preach what you live." And I got so afraid that I woke up. And there was a dream that I had. And there was a dream that I had. and my heart was just pounding. I was like, whew, Good thing is just a dream. But how true it is in our life. So often we can just say stories or we can share stories. But to live it out, all those things that at times we know how to tell other people to do, is so important and vital in our own life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I would like to share a few uh, things today that has been on my heart. And I'll be uh, teaching from a few points from the Word of God. And I pray it blesses all of us. And the title of my teaching this afternoon would be Under Construction, Patience Appreciated. (laughs) Under Construction, Patience Appreciated. And we all know that the steel that we use today for buildings, especially in New York City, the blocks that we use, the materials that we use in construction, do you know they go through fire before they even being used? They go through a lot of testing. Uh, Not too long ago I was watching a, a small clip of how they test steel. And they make this steel, they make these huge beams and it goes through fire. It goes through fire and then it comes back out. They're trying to compress it. They hit it with the hammers and then it goes back into the fire. And the reason why they're doing that is for our safety. It's because they want for this steel, for whatever product it's being done and they're working on, for this product to be good quality. And we all know that we want good quality stuff, right? But we want good quality in a slip of a second. We, we, we don't like process, we don't like to wait, we don't like to be patient. We, it's most likely for us to be unpatient than to have patience. But you know that the Bible is calling us as believers that patience is actually a fruit of the Spirit. And we say well the Holy Spirit lives within me but patience is not part of me. Let me tell you my brother and my sister that patience is part of us because of the Holy Spirit that is doing the work in our lives. Often we drive through construction sites and I've been traveling quite a bit to the city and back and often I see there's a lot of construction here in front of the church. Don't you hate when they take forever? It's everybody says yes, you know. Yes, we all kind of like, when is this gonna end? The dust that they're creating, the noise that they're making, when are they gonna end this construction? But you know that quick work sometimes doesn't produce the best results. And the reason sometimes, maybe they're often here, maybe because they're doing sometimes quicker than they should be taking their process and time to do it. And they're here again. I was driving today to this place and I was looking on my phone and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting pretty early to church. And, and then in a few minutes I see there's a construction zone. And I was like, oh no, oh no, I'm stuck in traffic again. And you see all the semi-trucks, all these cars. And people are just driving. And everybody's kind of like, what is going on? But it was a construction zone. It was construction. See, we are that kind of a people that when the roads are not perfect, we whine. And then when the roads are being made good for us, we whine again. It's almost nothing is good for us, you know. About... Two or three years ago, I was driving from Times Square Church back to Pennsylvania. I think we were with the students here, and it was really late at night. And my family was in the car. I had some friends in the car, and we're just driving, cruising. It was about probably around 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the evening, and and we're just driving. And in front of us, we just see cars zooming to the left and to the right. And I was like, "What is going on?" Till I find myself zooming to the left because there was a big hole right in the middle of the road, and we hit that hole, and my tire just went out. And obviously, you know, we had to make some phone calls. Good thing there are Slavic people, Russians in, in New Jersey. We had to call them in the middle of the night. And amazingly, they had a tire that I needed. So I, I got the tire. We, we met with people. They changed the tire. And I went home. And I got home really, really late. And I began to think that, you know what? It really goes well with the sermon. That so often, we can crews... And the moment that we can cruise and when everything is perfect, we can actually fall asleep. We can actually drive. And, and because of the comfortable lifestyle that we're just experiencing in that moment when we're going 60, 65 miles per hour, the danger in there late at night, we can actually fall asleep. And sometimes those bombs, those holes on the road are actually for us to wake up a little bit. For us to be able to adjust a little bit and pay attention. For us to be able to look around and, and not get so comfortable. Because the enemy is right there, right there to get our attention off of our goal. Often you see signs that they say that construction zone, slow down. And you all know what happens if we speed to the construction zone. We have an officer in our church. He's a sheriff and, and obviously, you know, they, they like to, to stand around those corners, you know, because they know we are unpatient people. Even when the sign is so big, it says construction, be patient. Construction so be cautious. Excuse our mess, you know. Sometimes we're just so impatient people that we just zoom it through. But that may cost us. May cost us a ticket. May cost us a double fine. But more than that, it may cost somebody's life. It may cost somebody's life. So often we hear stories how in construction zones... People can die because of somebody's carelessness. Because somebody did not take that proper time to pay attention to the things that they were doing. My brother, my sister, I want to suggest to all of us that construction, <coughs> road construction and other construction zones that we have seen or experienced is really similar to our own life. It's really similar. It goes in conjunction almost. You know that God is doing a work in all our lives. All of our lives. You're all in a construction zone together. There's not only some of us, but all of our lives. It's important to recognize that God is the one doing the work and it's for our good. It's amazing to, to just think that so often we think that, what is going on in my life? Why am I going through these things? Why am I going through pain? Why am I going through suffering? It's best for those things to be removed and for us to be perfect. Because Jesus Christ is perfect. It's best for us not to have temptations. It's best for us not to go through difficult things in our own life. And often we forget that it's a construction site in our backyard. In our life, on our forehead, is written, construction site. Be patient. Jeremiah 18, verses 1-4 through says this. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. You see that house had a specific reason why that house was there. But see, in that house they were trying to do different different things. Different different tools. Different, different things that they were just working on from the clay. But see, the, but the Bible said that I will cause you to hear. See, in the midst of construction. In the midst of a work zone. God is going to cause us to hear his voice. He can still speak in the midst of our trouble. In the midst of our brokenness. In the midst of our failure, he can still speak. And he says, verse 3. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something out of the, on the wheel. And the vessel that he made for, out of clay was mirrored in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potters to make. It's amazing, he had the vessel. The potter had a vessel in his hands and he put it on this wheel that was spinning and, and the water comes and the clay comes there. And he says that it came a moment when this vessel semi looked good, right? In the moment that this vessel thought that I arrived, in the moment that this vessel thought that I achieved something, I look cool now. The potter just smacks it again and puts it back on the wheel. And this wheel spins again. It seems like the life is out of control. It seems like everything around you is just spinning. You don't know where to turn, where to go. And again, he makes a vessel. Not that it seems good to us. But he says, as it it makes seem good to him. To the potter. From day to day, we're being changed and transformed to be more like him. To be more like Jesus. And for him to be able to do the work in me and in you. He has to put his hands in our lives sometimes. But my brother and my sister, those hands are not heavy hands, but are gentle. In the moment when it gets dry, when the moment that clay gets a little dry, he takes water and he puts it in there. So it doesn't leave you to, to, just, to just fall apart. You see, that clay, if it was dry, it would just fall apart. The only reason that clay can be worked on, it's because it's wet. And the only reason God has the power to work in our life, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Is a symbol of that water that is so gentle around us and is working in our life. My brother, my sister, the hardest moments in my life when I was going through, God did actually the deepest work in my life that lasts till this day. Sometimes we think, I I, I just can't go a day more. Why am I going through this difficult time and season in my life? Why am I going through this construction zone? I can't, I can't wait for this to be over. But it's for our good. It is for our good, my brother and my sister. It is God who, who intends good things for us, not bad things. Everything that happens in our own life has a purpose. Don't give up. You either believe this or you don't. Everything that happens in our own life has a purpose. And sometimes we might make dumb decisions. But God can take those Dumb decisions that we did and turn it into good. As he says that in, in Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 40 it says. And the vessel that he made out of clay was married in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potters to make. It's for his good. The only reason why he's even interested in my life and in your life. To come and work and, and, and to come and to mold us and to, and to break us sometimes out of the ideas that we think that we achieved. And to again, to, to just make another vessel, a better vessel. It's for our good. It's not to harm us, but to heal us. Do you know that often when people break a bone, some people don't want to go to the hospital. Some people say, well the bills are too high, I can't, I can't do this. And the danger in that is that that bone can actually grow improper. And it can hurt you for the rest of your life. And if you decide in that moment when you thought that a year later it still bothers you. Because it's not correctly healing. And you want to go to the doctor. And you want that doctor to to just perform a procedure on your bone that was broken. You know what the doctor says? You know what he says? Here's some pills. No, he doesn't say that. He says, let me break it back. Let me break it again. Let me break it again. I have to break it. If you want a longevity, if you want healing to be part of your life, not just momentarily, but all of your life, I have to break this bone again. And when he does that, you might scream, ouch. But it's for a moment. It's for a moment, but he means good for us. Sometimes you can get mad at the doctor. Sometimes you can just scream at him. Why is he doing that for you? But He intends good for us. He desires good for us. Same thing with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When things are healing in our life that are not proper. When the things that we went through when we were young. Or even right now that you're going. And you're pretending that everything is good. And you're pretending that everything is it's fine. And you might dance. And you might shout. And, and everything is cool. You know. Be- you're doing that because everybody else is doing that. And you just want to be part of the Christian crowd. But when you're home alone, there is deep pain in you. And the only reason for God to come and say, I want to do a work in you. Is to actually come and scratch those things and bring to the surface. Bring to the surface to break those things again so he can properly heal us. So no longer we will say that I'm just healed by our words only. But actually live it out that we are healed. The Bible says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Often we might think that, oh, I'm alone. Nobody cares about me what I'm going through right now. Jesus knows you. He sees you. And he says, you're not alone. I will never leave you or forsake you. Even in the moments when we might leave him. Even in those moments when we decide to give up and just go to find happiness somewhere else. But he says, I'm not going to leave you. But I'm going to chase after you because I love you and I want to do a work in your life. There are many things I did in my own life that I regret. There are many things. If I was to go back in life, I would change tons of things. But you know the beautiful thing about that is? I can't. And the the beautiful thing about that, because I can't, I have to trust God now to do a miracle. To use those things in my life for good. For good. You see the work zone that we see that is taking place on the roads, it's for our good. It's for our good. We have a small hole through the storm that came in front of our gates right at our Bible school on a road and, and I'm sitting and thinking, can the company just come and fix it? I mean it's a public road. We all pay taxes, right? It's part of it's part of the deal. They have to come and just fix that. So one day I saw a company just drive by and they took a couple shovels of of whatever word they're using of Pavel and they just put in that hole and they left. You know what happened later on? Another storm came, water came and all the sudden all that what they put it in that was nice when the sun was shining, was gone. And even today I'm driving off to come here, that hole is still there. You know why? Because it was never a proper procedure to fix that hole. Sometimes we want fix, to, to fix things really quickly. Sometimes we just want for God to come just do a miracle really quick and that's it. But you know that, that sometimes for that hole to be properly healed, for that hole to be properly fixed, they need to take the chainsaw. Or they need to take the, the concrete saw. They need to take some, some tools. And they need to come and, and make some marks. And they need to cut that thing. And they need to get to the bottom of the foundation of that road. To the stones. And they need to pour new on. And then they need to seal it. And then it's going to last longer. Yeah. Same thing in our own life. We want everything right now, everything in a second. But if we want a longevity, we have to allow God to get deeper in our lives, to the roots of the issue, to cut those things out. Because when the sun shines, everybody's happy. When the rain comes, everybody gets in a mood. But for us to have the smile through the rain, we have to allow God to get to the bottom of things into the sunny days. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Construction is a continuous work that takes place in our own lives. But God is beside us at all times. At all times. It would have been nice if they built the road once and they never touched it again. And that will happen one day when we get to heaven actually. The streets of gold, they, they will never have to be touched again. Amen. Right? But we're here. It would have been nice to experience that once they do something and never touch again. But it's not like that. It comes a season. People use it. And they come back and they have to fix it. Same thing in our life. Jeremiah. um, Excuse me. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. It's a continuous work. Construction is for all of our life. It's not only for a moment, but for all of our life. Say with me, all of my life. life. Welcome, you just signed up. (laughs) All of our life. It's a continuous work that God is doing in us. And the moment, as I said before, we think that we arrived, is the moment we get back on that will. And the whole world just spins around us, and everything is just going crazy because God is trying to get a hold of us. Amen? 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 You are not alone. You are not alone, but Jesus Christ is with you during this process. Sometimes He uses circumstances, often He uses people, and a lot of times or all the time He's involved in the work that He's doing in our life. He did not just leave us just for us to survive on our own. But in the midst of that construction, he says, but I am here. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to help you through. I'm going to be with you. My second point is, the circumstances in our lives can either break us or make us stronger. It's, it's a choice that we make. It, it it can break us or make us stronger. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, and we know that some of the things work together. Excuse me, what are you saying? All All things. So we know. We know, but often it's so hard actually to apply that in our own life. We can share the scripture with our neighbor. My brother, what you're going through, my sister, God is going to use it for good. Next thing, we know that we're going through similar situations. Oh my goodness, when is this going to be over? This can't be good for me. This is going to destroy me. This is going to crush me. But he says, and we know that all things, say all things with me. All. All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. My brother, my sister, if you love the Lord, if you love the Lord, God will use those circumstances that you're going through. That are not popular, that you're embarrassed to talk about. That you're not happy. You're not proud about. God is going to take all those things. And work it for good. Because through Jesus Christ. He can redeem everything. They become new. They become new. And in our mind. We can have memories of things. But in God's eyes. It's an empty list. Because all things. He works together for good. For good. For our own good. Because this journey. It's all of our life. All of our life. The work that God is doing in you and in others is much needed. Be patient with yourself and others. You know sometimes we go through things and and we look at us and we're like woe is me. But we forget that at the same time God is actually doing a work in my brother or my sister. And often we can... Be patient a little bit with ourselves because we try to put goals. We're going to reach them. We're going to achieve those, those goals. And, and we're going to just try to drink more coffee. To be more awake. To, to exercise a little bit more so happiness can come. But then when God is working my neighbors, I lack patience. Because they're getting on my nerves. Because they just, they just did something that, that they were not supposed to do that. Who, who do you think you are? We, we think that, right? Or it's just me? Right? We're all like that at times. What, what just happened? And we forget that construction is not only for us. The road that is getting fixed is not only for me and for you, my brothers, but it's for everyone. It's for everyone to benefit. And often we need to be reminded that when God is working on us, at the same time He's working on my neighbor. And we're to be patient, not only with ourselves. But also with our neighbors. To give them grace. To give them grace. To be able to to just say, God, I'm asking you to help them. Well, But they got on my nerves right now. I'm not going to even pray for them. They did not deserve even for me to pray for them. No, no, no. But we're going to choose to walk in the Spirit. We're going to choose to love. We're going to choose to cover with grace, with mercy. And say, God, you're merciful on me. Be also merciful on them. And help me also to be merciful on them. The danger in that is that if we are not showing grace and mercy to other people. It might not be shown to us. We expect everybody to understand us when we go through things. Right? Right? But if we do not give grace and understand others. We might be misunderstood. Not too long ago I was in Hershey, not because I love the chocolate, but because I had to go and visit somebody at the hospital. And during that time, uh, they're doing a major construction in Hershey. And, and all of us may agree that when, when the, they say that this is an emergency door, everything should be empty. Almost the whole highway should be straight to emergency. But they were doing construction on that emergency site. And we had to park who knows where, walk all the way around. And I was like, man, five people could have, dead, could have been dead already by now. Because we had to go all the way around. But the reason they did that is for our safety. Because they were working down there, they said, listen, caution. Construction is going on. You know, go around. You want to live longer, go around. You, want, you don't want a block to fall on your head, go around. But some people, they want to cheat. They want to just go straight through. They want to hide. And they want to get to where they want to get in life. And this is when we get hit the most. This is when we actually get injured the most. When we think that we're so special. That nobody else is special as me. And everything belongs to me. And the life becomes all about me. But no. When we see in people's lives. invisible sign. Caution. Construction is going on. Don't just go to them and try to, to just tell them everything, what they're doing wrong or what they're supposed to do. Go around a little bit. Have, have mercy on them. And the reason for that is because you might get hit as a result. There is a season and time for everything. Sometimes we want to help everybody at the same time. But you know, we're not Jesus. And the moment that we want to have an impact on them is the moment that we have to go to Jesus and say, God, only you can do this. Only you can touch this person. Give me the grace to to take a little bit of another street. To go a little bit around. Not because I'm avoiding the person because I don't like it. I'm also cautious because that person right now. If I can come to him, he can actually crack. This person can actually give up. Don't go to a person if you have nothing good to say to them. Don't try to fix somebody and to tell somebody how they should do their construction. If you have nothing good to offer, but let's pay ourselves, pay attention to ourselves, and what God is doing in my life, and have patience through that time. Have patience through that time, because He who began a good work, He will finish. My brother, my sister, Amen? Amen. When it seems like the construction is never ending, be confident; it will come to completion. Amen. It will come to completion. Many people preach the gospel that when you come to Jesus Christ. Everything is perfect. Have you heard that gospel? If you come to Jesus Christ. You might be healthy. Wealthy. No, no need of anything. You are going to be the pro. you know. But I read the gospel. That Jesus says. If you follow me. You will suffer. If you follow me. You will be persecuted. If you follow me. Challenges await in your life. But through this time. I am with you. I am with you. And the construction that is going on in our life. It doesn't end the moment we come to Christ. But it even intensifies even more when we come to Christ. Amen. This is the difference. It intensifies even more. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says this. Being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, he says, who began the work? He. And who is he? Jesus. So often we think that, oh my gosh, it's just, uh, uh, some, somebody did this in my life. Somebody created this mess in my life. And we blame everybody. But here in Philippians, we read that he began that good work in you. Even though in my situation, your situation, it might look really bad, Right? But it's God who who begins a good work in the midst of a mess. And he says, I will bring to completion. I will bring to completion. In your eyes it be a mess. In my eyes it's an opportunity for me to heal you. In your eyes it's a broken vessel. In my eyes it's an opportunity for me to show my healing power. In your eyes it's hopelessness. But in my eyes it's an opportunity for me to come and show you that I can bring you hope. In your eyes, is despair, but in my eyes, it's just an opportunity to come and show you one more time my faithfulness. Be of a good courage. In the moment when we're going through things, in the moment when the construction is taking place in our own life, be of a good courage. When you stand in traffic and everybody annoys you around, don't cheat. Don't go to the side of the road. But be of a good courage. Stand in line. Be patient. Because God, who began a good work in me and in you, will bring it to completion. We'll Bring it to completion, and this is his promise. But you know what he's gonna bring it to completion? He says this. He says this, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. In different words, listen, my brother, my sister, if you thought that you came today and your problems are gonna end, you're mistaken. You're mistaken. You came here today and we are reminded through the promise we are in. God is with us and he's faithful. And they will not end. And though some of them might end, another will come. But he says, but the day will, is going to come. When Jesus Christ is going to come to this earth. And he's going to be finished. It's going to be finished. God never starts something and in the middle of the journey he gives up. He never does that. He doesn't do that. God created Adam and Eve. And even when they messed up and they sinned, they walked away in rebellion and they were living this life because of disobedience. God never gave up because He created us in His own image. And because He started something, He said, I have to finish this. This is not what I meant for for human beings to live by. This is not what I meant when I created Adam and Eve. I I created them for a fellowship with me. I began something good to do in a person's life. And even when the enemy came and tried to destroy them. He said, I'm going to send my son Jesus Christ now. To redeem that fellowship. And he's going to bring it to completion. He's not done yet. In a sense of that we're still here. But yet we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. The construction zone will end when we get to heaven. But till then, it's an ongoing process for me and for you, my brother and my sister. It will end. I promise you, it will end. I promise you, it will end. Revelations 21 verse 4 says this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the former things, or the things from the past, have passed away. And it's reminding us, John is reminding us, in the book of Revelation, that whatever what you're going through, it will end. It's going to come to an end, and we're going to stand before the Lord, and it's going to be a sign. Construction, it's over. Welcome into my kingdom. Welcome into my kingdom. No more pain. No more tears. No more sickness. No more sin. No more struggle. But forever and ever you will be with me. Rejoicing and shouting. Because he deserves it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh ask the worship team to come. And we're just going to go. Into our prayer in a moment. But I read. A small story. About Ruth Graham. And when you go and visit. The Billy Graham's Library in North Carolina. <clears throat> if you go to the, to the place where Ruth Graham and Billy Graham are buried. There is a code that is written on Ruth's Graham song grave. And he says, end of construction. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> end of construction. Thank you for your patience. And many people that, that are visiting, they're wondering, what in the world does that have to do with you, Ruth? What in the world does that have to do with our lives? And there is a story that is written. Why she chose that quote to be put on her gravestone. One day Ruth and her daughter they were driving. They were just chilling as families do at times and talk and laugh. But it came a moment where they began to go to a construction zone. And there was a sign construction zone. You have to slow down. You have, to, you have to kind of just leave your plants alone. Your plants and your vision doesn't matter at that point, you know. What matters right now, we're going to be in traffic. It's going to delay the whole thing, what you had going on in your life. And Ruth Graham had to go drive through that moment, in, through that road. But then when she got to the end of that construction, she saw a sign. It was really polite of the company to put that sign. And that sign says... End of construction. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> and she says, This is the code that I want to be on my gravestone when I die. Why? Because it resembles our life. It resembles my life, my brother, my sister, and your life. The journey that we're in, it's a construction zone. It will not end till the day <laughs> we get to heaven. For Ruth Graham, it ended years ago when she passed away. And the moment she took her last breath here on earth is the moment when she heard welcome faithful servant. Welcome. The construction is over. No more worry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more worry. No more pain. No more tears. No more sickness. No more battles. Construction is over. It's over. Now forever and ever and ever. We're going to be rejoicing together. Hallelujah. This is my journey and your journey, my brother, my sister. Whatever what we are going through, it's going to come a day that it's going to be worth it all when we see Jesus. Do you remember that song? Do you know that song? When we see Him face to face, all the things that are happening in our life, we're going to look back and say, it's for a reason. But God was faithful. Amen. But God was faithful. Praise God. Praise God. There's a verse that is written In Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 and down it says. But now thus says the Lord who created us. O you Jacob and he who formed you O Israel. Fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You see Jesus knows your name. And he has called us by name. And he says you are mine. You belong to him. I belong to him. There is no separation. We are His. And He is acquainted with all the things that we are going through in our life. Verse 2 says this. When you pass through the waters. I will be with you. And when through the rivers. They should not overflow you. When you walk through the fire. You shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames. Scorch you. This is the promise of God to us. Doesn't matter what we're going through in the midst of the construction, when we stand patiently before Him, allowing Him to do His work, He will carry us through. He will carry us through, my brother, my sister. He will carry us through. Psalm 118, verse 17 says this And I shall not die but live. I shall not die but live and declare. The works of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 My brother and my sister. You're not going to die in the midst of this journey. God did not begin a work in my life. In your life. For him to just give up and leave us alone now. But in the midst of construction. He says be patient with yourself. And be patient with others. While I do work in them. Because whatever He began to do, He will bring it to completion. And in the midst when you want to give up, it would have been best if we were not going through anything in life, right? It would have been best if, if, if everything was perfect. But God allows things in our life for some reason. And one of those reasons is because He wants to show His hand faithful one more time. And through the midst of our journey, through the midst of what we're going through, He says, but you shall not die. You will not die, but you will live. And declare my works. Declare my faithfulness to other people. And one day when we're going to get to heaven. Maybe we can put our own tombstones as well. Construction is over. Thank you for your patience. It's almost like we're talking to ourselves and saying. I made it. I made it. By the grace of God I made it. No fire has had power in my life. To burn my life away. Even the smoke did not have power. I came out of that fire without even smelling like I went through a fire. Because God is faithful. Because the promise of God. is, says you will live. You will get to the end. You will get to that. But till then my brother, my sister. Till that day when we see Him face to face. We're going to have things in our life. God is going to do a work in our life. But till that then have patience. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up, my brother my sister. Whatever what you're going through, God is faithful. Whatever what you see in front of you, God sees past that. Whatever mountain that stands before you that you think is too big for me and for you to climb, God is saying, but I'll pick you up. And you speak to this mountain, move away, and you shall move away. <laughs> but till that day, my brother my sister, when we meet him face to face, we will face challenges. We will face trouble in our life. But through that, God is doing a work in me and in you. And only that day, when we stand before Him, He's gonna say, Well done. Well done. Well done, my brother and my sister. Stand with me, please. My altar call is simple. If you're in this place and you just say, Pastor Pavel, I just feel like I can't deal with another situation in my life. And I need patience, I need the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, to just produce this in me. See, it, it's not, it, patience is not something that we just work ourselves up. It's not. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this in us. Because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is the job of the Holy Spirit to produce in us. But we have to walk in obedience and trust Him. And yield to Him. And allow Him to do His work. Amen? And if you're here saying that, I, I need prayer. I just don't know if I can take another, another construction zone in my life. I don't know if I can go through another construction in my life. But God is faithful. And you will not die but live. And if you need to be reminded of this promise of God. Come join me here. Come join me here. We're all on the same page. My brother, my sisters. We're pastors. But we are not above you. We struggle to the same things you struggle with. And Jesus knows you as well. He's acquainted with our weakness. And he desires for all of us to finish well. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I beg you, come join me here. And don't give up. Because God is not done with you. Amen. God bless you. Father, we are gathered to this place. We are gathered in this house. And we're just realizing that we are in need of you. Help us to see you through the storm. Give us the grace, oh God, to be able to recognize you. When the waves are coming against us. To be able to see you through. To be able to know that you will never leave us or forsake us. God, there are so many broken people in this room. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to come and heal us. To us just for oh God. God, I pray that you bring hope. Lord, it's not about our voices, but you see the pain that it's even there. And that pain speaks everything. It almost seems like we can't even go another day because our life is so hard at times. But God, your Holy Spirit is producing patience in us. And all what you're asking us to do, hang in there. Hang in there, my child. Because I will carry you through. God, I pray that we see you in the midst of this construction that you're doing in our lives. God, at times we can't even blame ourselves because of our poor choices we did. Lord, but cover us. Cover us with your grace, and make all things new through you. Jesus, help us. Whatever what the enemy had come and planned against our lives, to use it to destroy us. You make that to be a testimony in our life. To be able to proclaim your goodness and your faithfulness. And we lift our voices right now, all together. And we want to thank you that you are faithful. We want to thank you, oh God, that we're not alone. Oh God, we want to thank you that you will carry us through. We want to thank you, Lord, that in the midst of construction, you are with us. We are not alone, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that one day we can say with Ruth Graham, construction is over. Thank you for your patience. Oh, thank you, Lord, that one day we can look back in our life and see the reasons why you allow things in our lives. But till that day, give us the grace, oh God. To see you as a good father. To see you as a good shepherd. Jesus help us. Wipe away every tear oh God. Lord if are circumstances that we face in our life. That we are weeping over. I am asking you Father. To turn those things into dancing. To turn those mourning places into a shout of glory. In a shot of victory. God I pray. One more time. Show your faithfulness. Show your faithfulness oh God. I pray, you, Jesus, give us a moment to to be able to be encouraged one more time. And reminded that you are faithful, that you are faithful, and you will carry us through. And the things that you have started in our life, you're not going to give up on us, oh God. But you're going to carry us to the finish line. Oh Jesus, we might crawl down, but we will finish because it's with you, with you. And all things are possible to those that believe in you. To those that are called according to your purpose. To those that love you. All things are possible, oh God. You have all things that, that work together for good. They will work together for good. Because you are good. We want to thank you. And we want to praise you. And in this moment, God, when we acknowledge to this painful journey that we can be living in right now that you still deserve a shout of glory that you still deserve a shout of glory and all the people shout it amen hallelujah hallelujah we bless you god let's lift our hands for a moment and bless him hallelujah hallelujah oh god oh you're able you're able oh god oh thank you lord hallelujah 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 you're able You're able, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It will be worth it all when one day we stand before you. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Hallelujah.